Welcome to Biblio Madness, a podcast where we discuss our current and favorite reads. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your host, Lakin. And on today's episode, we are going to be jumping into our very much anticipated um, and what we're looking forward to read in 2024. This will be a list of kind of a mix-up of what we're going to be reading um, for the podcast for you guys and then a little bit of our own personal TBRs. Yeah, we got... A lot on here, <laughs> genres from fantasies, sci-fi fantasy, romance fantasy, romance thrillers. So we're going to dive into all of them today in this episode. This show is intended for mature audiences. Topics of adult content, triggers, and explicit language may be discussed with or without warning. All thoughts and opinions belong to our hosts and do not reflect the original creator's own intentions. Spoilers for the book will be discussed, and while most discussion will revolve around the picked book, we do not guarantee there will be no spoiler warnings for other books or series. Listener discretion is advised. And we'll start off real quick with fantasy, because that's our biggest genre that we have currently. (laughs) So I think both of us have Swordcatcher by Cassandra Clare on our TBR. For those on YouTube, you can see I am holding the book. I luckily do have a copy of this. I am very grumpy, though, because she showed me a gorgeous, and I do mean gorgeous copy of this book that I was trying to purchase, and I could not get it to go through. I think it was It was the Illumicrate exclusive edition. Yeah, I don't know if I was traveling at the time. I think Um, I was. Maybe you were. And I couldn't get it to load, and when I finally got it to load, it was sold out. Yeah. (laughs) So that's okay. I do have a copy of it. It's not the fancy or any fancy edition by any means, but it has the same words on the page. So that's what matters. Yes. (laughs) So it is. um, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's been an anticipated read for me for a long time because I grew up reading. Well, I say grew up. I was in middle school and high school when I read um, her other series um, and loved them. And this is her like high fantasy debut. So I'm really excited. It has been reviewed by George R. R. Martin as well. Um, yes. So, hopefully good things. We actually got some, like, yeah, bigger names back here. Yeah. Um, you have Holly, Holly Black. Holly Black is... Le Bardog? Barduga, Barduga? I don't know how to I don't know her. how to pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're just going to throw it. Kelly Link. Uh, Scott Lynch. Scott Lynch is good. Mm-hmm. So, there's, a, yeah, there's some good recommendations there on here. There's some good recommendations for this book. So, hopefully it lives up to the hype. I'm excited. I do. I'm not going to lie. I just opened the book, and I didn't realize that I had in inner artwork like yeah, this. Yeah, the, the map. The map, and there's, like, the arena, the academy, the fountain quarter, high temple. I'm excited. I think this, I do think this book has a lot of potential. Um, Cassandra Clare is, a, in my mind, a good writer. So. Oh, I love her writing. Yeah. I'm not going to get you. I, she, I think, like, it may have a misconception that I don't love Cassandra Clare. It's just because she's not, not read all the books. That I don't love her. It's just that I haven't read all of her books. Yeah. So I get hate on that. I do love the City and Bones series. Shadowcatchers is one of my favorite. I think I lost interest, and it's not the book's fault. It's the TV show's fault. I watched the movie, and I was like, ugh. That's your first mistake. And then I watched the show, and I was like, ugh. The show had such great promise, and then it fell through so far. It fell through so far. And I'm so sorry, but her brother... Or her half-brother or whatever that was. Are you talking about Dave? Yeah, he's not. That actor was not what I pictured him as. No, it's okay. It wasn't either. In either the movie or the film. And not to say neither of these men are good-looking. If you are out there, you're fine. I have no issues with you. You're just not what I pictured Um, of what I expected. (laughs) Yeah. This is not, like, 
a Harry Potter Hunger Games Percy Jackson like no. got the movies and the TV series absolutely slandered the they're books. so bad it was so bad and I they, it, the concept's great the execution is terrible and yeah. I don't think that's on Cassandra Kale Claire at all uh, I can't speak today I've decided that my speech is gone it's not on her at all and I do love her writing and the first book was fantastic I actually have a special edition that I know I've actually really she's jealous of <laughs> but it's it got ruined at my wedding and I'm really sad about that yeah I got the candle wax on it, didn't somebody it? spilled candle wax I my wedding had all of my books scattered across the tables for decorations as well as some of my friends books because my collection was not this big I had everybody bring their hardbacks and we put them on the tables but one of my copies got it was, ruined it, it was very Alice in Wonderland it was a little bit like enchanted Alice in yeah it was it was inspired off of Harry Potter was the vibe we were going for so like oh I can see that too with the candle all of the books around the main table of the bridal party and we had like wine bottles everywhere it's a fun it's a fun wedding we got to drink a lot of wine and oh yeah <laughs> told all my friends I was like guys for my wedding I have one request drink, drink a lot of wine and bring me the bottles because I need to decorate with them That's so funny. we had tubs full of wine bottles getting the labels off for my wedding I still do have some of those wine bottles yeah. but on to our next fantasy go ahead which one are we playing? we oh. have so many I don't know what's throw one out it's fine um Let's see. Uh, another one that we are both looking forward to reading, um, which is a lot more than just one book for you. Oh, yeah. It is um, a lot more than one book. Right. But the most anticipated book, I feel like, for pretty much everybody that reads fantasy, or at least Sarah J. Mass, um, is The Third Crescent City, House of Flame and Shadows. This has been a highly, highly anticipated book. Like, so highly anticipated. I haven't read the Throne of Glass series in... Yeah. I have to read all of them before I read the yeah. newest book. I told, I have warned her, and for those of you that have not read anything other than Akatar or Crescent City, um, Throne of Glass, I feel like you should read before the Crescent Cities. Um, we do not have any, like, confirmation. There's a lot of, like, fan speculation. speculations yep. that we might see, like, a multiverse or crossover. It's not been confirmed. I'm not spoiling anything by telling you to read the series first. <laughs> it's just in case. They pull characters from it, and I, I want you to so know what they are. To do, guys, the amount it's of reading I have to books. do is insane. <laughs> it's There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Before and then I the get end to of the, the third, so it'll be eleven books all in all. The eleventh book. <laughs> luckily, these all go very quickly. And luckily, I've one. read Akatar. Because if not, yeah, you'd be having like a fifteen. I'd have to read Akatar. Is Akatar before or after Throne of Glass? Um. Or concurrent. With each other. I can't say. You don't know? I, I do know. But you can't tell me. I can't tell you. But if you were to, if for our listeners reading, which would they have to read first? <laughs> so. <laughs> it, or is it a middle? You can read either or first. Okay, um, that was there, that's the answer. In both of the last books, in Silver Flames and in Kingdom of Ash, there is one scene in which things are hinted. And but you can read either or first. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's not a huge spoiler. Okay. Um, read Akatar before you read Crescent City, though. If you've not read A Court of Thorns and Roses and you're wanting to pick up the new Crescent City book, do not pick it up until you've read Akatar. Or pick it up and put it on your shelf, but don't read it. Yeah, don't read it. Until you, you can buy Akatar. books. Buying books is not all reading books. Them. Those two things are two different hobbies. Everybody you out have, there, you have to read all five of them <laughs> before you read the Crescent City. Yep. There's there's hobbies two different hobbies you either read books or you collect books and sometimes you're the mix of both and you're, you're 
That would be you us. do both. <laughs> and that's fine. I do that. I bo- I have books on the shelf yeah. that I have not read, but I do read most of them. Yeah. Um, the goal is to one day read all of them. <laughs> yes, that's the goal. It will happen. All right. So for me, Crescent City is also on my list, but we have Throne of Glass. I have to read all of them before Crescent City releases. So I have a lot of reading to do. Yes. So we'll see how this goes. We're going to be reading at least a book a day, I feel like, is what's going to happen. You have so much to do. We're not reading the, I think, even though um, the third Crescent City comes out at the end of January, we're not doing what we did with Iron Flame and reading it the next week. Um, I think we have decided to do it in March. Yes. So it gives everybody out there enough time to read. And to read it gives it. you enough time. Yes. <laughs> we'll probably do before Crescent City. We're planning on doing a recap episode yep. of going over the Throne of Glass and Akatar series yes. before we hit um, the newest book. Just like we did with Fourth Wing. We did a Fourth Wing and Iron Flame recap. Like the Fourth Wing recap before Iron Flame. So everybody could kind of go in and read and be like, oh, yeah, this is all what's going on. And this is where stuff is at. Mm -hmm. Just that way, because we know there's a lot who've already read these series. They want to listen to a recap before you read a new book. I want to, like, when the new Loki series came out, I liked the recap. It helped me because I was like, oh, that's what happened last season. Cool. We're doing doing a little bit of a recap for that. Um, But the next fantasy we have on our list, and this is one we're doing for the podcast, is Puppy War. This was an old book talk. I want to say an old book talk. It's, like, it's been around for out. a while. Um, I haven't seen it become a bigger thing or being big talked about until yeah. like the past year. And then people are like, oh, yeah, this book series is really great. And I, I'm excited because I I'm, I want I like politics. We've talked about politics a lot. I was a little let down with Court from the Crave series for the political point of view. So I'm curious yeah. to see. I have two very political fantasy books on here. To my knowledge, I've yeah. been told they're political. So Poppy War is one of them. And I've been told they're one of like the better yeah, books. I'm I, very excited. I have highly anticipated reading this series for a long time, so I'm excited that we're actually going to get to it. So um, I'm going to see if I can find a brief summary of Poppy War while you continue speaking. It is a yeah. I it's a it's a trilogy, so there's three books, which I think, in my personal opinion, is like the perfect length for me. Like I love a good trilogy. It's such a good size. Um, it's not too intimidating. You're reading the yeah, I was reading. Synopsis. Yeah, um, I was gonna read it out loud, but then I saw a lot of words that I'm probably gonna mispronounce, so I was I probably gonna is, hand it over I do to Lincoln. Think this is an Eastern based, like it's I don't know if it's Chinese based or Asian based. I, I don't know. I know it's Eastern, so where is it at? Okay, it's the top. It's the um, top. it says the book follows Fang Runin, a peasant girl who's accepted to Steingard or Synagard Academy. I don't know how you pronounce that. She discovers a mystery, a mysterious power and trains to become a shaman to a vengeful god, the phoenix. When war breaks out between her home country of Nikon, Nikon and the Federation of Mugen, Rin must quickly become a hardened soldier. A lot of words in this book I'm not going to know how to pronounce. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. this happens a lot with fantasy. It happens um, a lot with me, Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully there's a pronunciation guide. Hopefully, like, you you were like, Syngard, and I was like, that's not how I would have pronounced that at at all. I don't know. Shaman. I like shaman. That's not how you're supposed to say it, but I Is it not? How do you say it? Shaman? Shaman's right. Not with a British accent wrong, though. Because I said it with a British accent. I was was messing with you. Oh, (laughs) sorry. This is completely unrelated, but have you seen the thing going around about people, how do you pronounce mauve? 
Mauve? Mauve. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently mauve is not the right way to say it, and that's how I've always pronounced it. You've you've pronounced it mauve how? Mauve. <laughs> that is another topic for another time. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Lincoln. You've been pronouncing mauve. Mauve. Like mauve? Yeah. Your whole life. Whole life. The whole time. If you want to know, I have had so many words that I have mispronounced because I grew up reading them and not like ever hearing them like said, so Mauve. I have a whole list of words that you all would <laughs> be really funny to hear how I pronounce. I'm just intrigued by mob. Like, uh, okay, mob. Yeah, does it feel right? <laughs> Mawab. Mawab does. <laughs> yeah, I do that get a kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to another fantasy read because we're in our fantasy section. I think this is my last one for just so strictly fantasy. <laughs> Uh, just strictly fantasy, not romance fantasy, not sci-fi fantasy or anything like that. Just strictly fantasy. My next book is Red Rising, which I personally don't own yet, which is weird because most of the books I want to read, I, I own. I don't own it either. And I really do want to read Red Rising. I've heard a lot about it. A lot of people loved it and they were like, this is one of the best books ever, which happens a lot with a lot of books. And I'm like, guys, we can't say every book's the best book ever. Okay. I feel like I fall into that trap a lot. <laughs> it's like, not every, it's a, it's a new, fun book. But Red Rising is a 2014 dystopian science fiction. Hey, it's science oh, fiction. Oh, science fiction. Whoa. Oh, we didn't know this. We're doing Just... science fiction for January. <laughs> so that's why we're a little. <laughs> so now we're going into sci-fi instead of fantasy. Oopsie doopsie. We're in sci-fi. Okay. So Red Rising is a 2014 dystopian science fiction novel by American author Pierce Brown. In the first book of the epony of a series novel set in the future of on mars follows low burn miner darrow as he infiltrates the ranks of an elite golds not i'm pronouncing that right i don't know what that means but we got it uh red rising has received generally positive reviews yeah it's got 4.3 out of 5 star reviews on goodreads and 4.4 out of 5 on bards noble um it's a multiple book series but it is science fiction, which is new to both of us. Yeah. Because we both thought it was fantasy for so long. So I'm going to put a little S next to this. So it's science fantasy. <laughs> <Instead of> fantasy. <laughs> so funny. Whoops. But in the sci-fi fantasy, we do have another book. But I think we're going to have to jump back into fantasy for Lakin because I think she has another fantasy book. Do you? Um, I have a ton of fantasy books. Did here, you so... categorize them by fantasy, like romance fantasy versus fantasy? Because... I have two on mine that are romance fantasy and not I fantasy. I feel like this one, I don't actually know that much about it. I think this is mainly a fantasy. And Which is it? I don't think I have it on my list, so you can go Jihad ahead. The Jihad Air. Um, I know it's recently come out. Um, it was really big. It's Egyptian, I think. Ooh. It's like an Egyptian timeline. Fan- it's an Egyptian fantasy written by, I think, an Egyptian author. I might be wrong about that. I'm sorry if I am. Um, but I do know it's Egyptian fantasy, so. I think it's I've those. heard it's really good. I'm excited. It's J A H A D. J A H A D. A D. I've seen I've I've seen really good reviews from it from the people that have read it. So the Jassad air. Is it Jassad or Jihad? Jassad. Jassad. I got it wrong. Look at us knowing knowing (laughs) things. It's we're we're so good at it, guys. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fine. Um, summary. I feel I feel like it would be something a little bit different than what I'm used to. So I wanted. I wanted to read it. Eventually. I have the summary ready. It's a fugitive queen strikes a bargain with her greatest enemy that could resurrect her scorched kingdom 
or leave it in ashes forever in this unmissable Egyptian-inspired epic fantasy debate ten years ago, the kingdom of Desaad burned. Its magic, its magic was outlawed. Fantasy, definitely, definitely, definitely fantasy. fantasy. Red Rising is um the Mars, so sci-fi. <laughs> My bad. Again, apologies for that. What other fantasy books do you got on your list? Um, another one. If you want to look up the, I don't know. I can, I can look. look I can look up. I whichever is this is a new one I've been seeing around. I've not seen too much about it. But everything I have seen about it has been, like, everyone said it's amazing. So, um, Powerless, I, it's a fantasy book. I don't know whether it's romantic fantasy or just, like, fantasy fantasy. But I think it's roman- romantic fantasy. Let's see. Powerless book. Powerless. Uh, for some reason, is, who's the author? I don't know. It's got a... Is it Lauren Roberts? Mm, I, I don't Powerless know. with the little dagger? Yeah, it's okay. black and got like a yeah. All right, summary. There's this is a long summary. It's okay, you don't have to read. It. I'm gonna see if I can sum it up. Only the extraordinary belongs in the kingdom of Ilya. Red Queen meets the Hunger Games in the most epic and sizzling fantasy romance book yeah, of that's the year. It. it was compared to the Hunger Games. So that's exciting. I'm gonna add that to my TBR. Yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> what was the name? Powerless. Powerless. Uh, also, if you look up powerless summary, you're going to get a summary of superheroes and being powerless. So don't forget to write the author's name or yeah. write book in there because yeah. I just failed really hard. So that's romance fantasy. So we can go into romance fantasy because fan- fantasy because we have uh, Divine Rivals next. Yes. Is on here as well. I wanted to read this one so bad this year and just never got around to it. But um, it was Divine Rivals started getting big around the time Fourth Wing started getting big and it quickly got... I feel like overshadowed. Because how could you not going fourth against wing fourth wing? Went, like we all know the phenomenon that happened with fourth wing. But um everything I have seen and heard from her like people that even that I like, you know, recommend books with all the time and recommend to me have said that this is an incredible it's an incredible series. Yes. Well, the second book I think is coming out. So Yes. You are correct on that. Yeah. This is by Rebecca Ross. Divide and Rivals is a novel. It is a romance fantasy. It is, summary is, when two young rival journalists find love through a magical connection, they must face the depths of hell in a war among gods to seal their fate forever. After centuries of sleep, the gods are worrying again, but 18-year-old Iris Winoa, Winoa? I'm going to go with that. That's probably wrong. I'm not looking at it. But... Just wants to hold her family together. Uh, this is giving um, Persephone and, what's the guy's name? Hey. Not Hades. Not Persephone. What's... Poppy? No, no, no. It's it's Hades Town, but the, the, the couple. Eurydice. Eurydice. And Orpheus. That's, yeah. It's giving Eurydice and Orpheus <laughs> vibes where to seal their fate forever through the depths of hell. Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> for it. I, I feel like, first of all, I want to mention how similar, since I just said that Divine Rivals and Fourth Wing were coming big at the same time. The author's names are so similar. We have Rebecca Ross and then Rebecca Yaros. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, wow. How do you go against that? That's that's so hard as an author. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I I have a deep love for journalism and, like, writing, so I'm excited to see a different little, uh, you know, twist to fantasy. I'm, I am also excited. I have this on my TBR as well, and these might be books that end up in the podcast. Maybe they don't. We'll see. 
Um, we're going to try, we're changing things up. We'll talk about that at the end um, of how the podcast is going to be going. But um, outside of Romance Fantasy for Divine Rivals, we also have my anticipated, which she just told me is releasing, the Primal Blood and Bone, oh, yeah. the new From Blood and Ash book that's releasing in 2024. It's the sixth. Sixth book. Maybe the end. I'm not sure. We could, I think, I'm hoping it's the end. Please let it be the end. <laughs> no, nothing against a long series, but. I just, I feel like their story needs to be wrapped up. Yeah, I agree. I'm a little, I know why she started the prequel series before, but I'm a little annoyed <laughs> that it was a different series started before the other one ended. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's been a hot minute with them. I still need to um, finish. I'm still going to read it. So, But we're, we're yeah, we're still going to read it. I love Poppy and Cats. <laughs> I do. I we mention cats. them all of the time. If you haven't heard us talking about Poppy and Cats in the podcast, yeah, we refer just to go back. You'll notice it a lot. Okay, there's a lot of Poppy and Cats about yeah. poppy we talk about when we get annoyed with inner monologues poppy gets mentioned when yeah. we're like man this guy doesn't match up to Cass. he doesn't have the kinks it's it's from blood and ash whoever talked about Cass is this Cass is my favorite still currently yeah she is a zayden and ryson 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 yeah. lover i don't like reese that much what? i like as from there more do. i also don't like freyra that much yeah so I'm, I'm neither huge. of those characters i'm in love with but i do love me some I, I do love castile he's not the top for me but um he's up there i will what's like delano from from blood and ash the yeah. white wolf he's yes. my favorite character but he's not a man and he's gay so he is my favorite. To mention now, Lakin's favorite men character, always gay. She can never have them. She doesn't supply what they say, want. Jackson is no longer my favorite character. He's, he has a special place in my heart. I feel like Grace with him. You know, it's like, I always have a special Who's place Who's your favorite for you. right now? Is it Hudson? Yeah. Okay. I do love Hudson. You can't not love Hudson. Now, He's Taryn you know, Young. Like He's young Terran. You don't get mad at young Terran. Yeah. He has a special place in I swear heart, to God, but... Hudson turned into a dragon after being a bat for so long and just became Terran. You know how funny it is after what happened in court that we compare Hudson to a dragon and Jackson is actually... <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. All right. Uh, so, um, outside of romance fantasy, we have going back to sci-fi fantasy. Or sci-fi. I think it's just sci-fi. Um, Red Rising, of course, sci-fi. Mars vibes. We have Starbringer. Which yes. We bought this book. I don't even know if you own it. Do you own it or did I, I do it? Okay, we both bought this book a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first saw, picked up Crave. Yeah, when we first saw that was a Tracy Wolf book. Yeah. And the... Can you actually hand it to me for a second? It's right behind her. If you can't see. If you're not watching on YouTube. There is a warning in this book. But this is supposed to be a Guardians of Galaxy vibe I'm so excited. which makes me really excited because I, I have love not Marvel. read a sci-fi book in since probably middle school yeah or actually that's wrong it was when I last tried to read Dune that was the last sci-fi book I read there's a warning in here and this warning was like there's a warning in fourth wing but this warning is long yeah we yeah so Starbringer is a thrilling sci-fi adventure romance with a heart-stopping twist however the story includes elements that might not be suitable for all readers graphic violence graphic language shootouts hand-to-hand combat perilous situations blood human trafficking suicide imprisonment gunshot wound death human experiments bombing alcohol use 
Sexual activities are shown on the page. Readers who may be sensitive to these elements, please take note and prepare to join the ragtag crew of the Starlight. There's so much that's going to happen in this book. And I'm happy because it's a standalone book. Yeah. It, I'm have, so excited for that. We have high hopes for this book. So we all, you all know, if you've been here for any time, how much we both love the Crave series. Yes. As much as we love the Crave series, this is one thing I keep saying about it is how juvenile the writing is. This yes. is an adult series. This and is an adult book. She's this partnered is. with Nina Croft. So, we're very anticipating. We're very highly anticipating this book. And it'll be... Out. Siri found something, apparently. Scared me. <laughs> out. It's like, there's a voice that voices. <laughs> um, we're starting off our year with this, so... Yes, I'm very excited for this book. I've been anticipating this book literally all year. I've yeah. been like, when can we pick this up? When can we yeah. just finish Crave? Like, I love Crave. Yeah. I do, dearly. But... This is seven strangers, one stolen ship, and the whole universe on their ass. Say it. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. I, I'm i really hoping it will get me back in the sci-fi mood. Because, I, like I said, I have not tried to pick up like, sci-fi since June. Her writing on the back of this is so less adult. So, like, as crews go, we're GD... We're a GD disaster, a princess, a priestess, a bodyguard, a prisoner, a con artist, a goofball, and me. Self-appointed asshole in charge of them all. Like, I am so excited for this I am, book. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm curious to see how Tracy's writing style will convey through the adult series. So. And also to mention, Fourth Wing, this is the book that's in the back. Yeah, it is. Starbringer is the book that's mentioned in the back. Mm-hmm. So, they have the same publishing company, which we didn't figure out until... Like, yeah, until and five. I realized now that Rebecca Yaros did take off a lot of ideas from Tracy Wolf, which then made me think, was it Tracy Wolf's idea or was it the editor's choice? Yeah, it could have been editor's When they were like, hey, no, don't make new chapters that's exclusive content. Do it in the point of view of that character during that chapter. Yeah. Because both Crave and, like, all of Tracy Wolf's books have done it so far. Yeah. And she's released new books with different characters POVs like I bought another Crave book not only did it have sprayed edges but it had my favorite character's point of view Mechie yeah. so I'm excited I'm so excited for this book this is one of my most too. most excited books for the new year it is it is a very highly anticipated book for us like we've had it for probably half a year now yeah almost, so very very excited so <laughs> now hanging on to it for the right moment right uh and we're we're releasing it in sci-fi month of January yeah, so you'll see this coming up to if you wanted to learn more about the ragtag crew we'll talk about it in january so jumping into our next section um i know we've been going by genre but we're going to go into um books that are releasing in 2024 uh we talked about books that are kind of already out you could pick these books up now and start reading yeah. them they're just on our tbr list i think the only one that is the only two that we've talked about that are coming out are crescent city three and the sixth from blood and yeah those are the only two that are Yep. So far mentioned coming up. We're going to hit two more. So we, yeah, the Climeral Blood and Bone, we don't know when it's releasing. I, I don't, it at says, least. It just says spring of 2024 so, from what I found. In Crescent City, we know we're releasing in the end of January. Or, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like January 30th. So the next two books that we have coming out, again, most anticipated book of the year. I swear to God, if I'm disappointed, I will be very mad. Uh, funny Story by Emily Henry. I told Blake, and we have to add it to the list, because Happy Place was our first episode of the podcast <laughs> by Emily Henry, and we both know we, we very much disliked that book. Um, if, if this is a bad book, again, 
I think it'll probably scare me away from the author. I'm going to have to give her B-treat to before. get her pop back up to Emily. Because I love Emily's other books. Yeah, Happy Places. The other three were good. I read. Happy Place is just not great. But it also is just not great for us. I know some people that loved that book. Jeez. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know how, but okay. Yeah, like we've said, if you like the miscommunication trope, you probably will like it. And if you hate it, you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. So um, it's called Funny Story by Emily Henry. I'm going to read the summary really quickly just to just to see. Because I haven't read anything about it. I just saw it when we were looking into like books that are coming out that we want to read. And I was like, Emily and Henry, of course, we have to read it. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of the most anticipated books of the year. Of course, it is. Um, but book by Emily Henry. Here we go. Summary. Back. Where are you at? Well, guys, come on. I just want the summary. That's all I want. Here we go. A shimmering, joyful new novel about a pair of opposites with the wrong thing in common. That scares me. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong thing. Uh, Daphne always loved the way her fiance Peter told their story. How they met on a blistery day, fell in love over an errant, I don't know what that is, errant hat, and moved back to his lakeside hometown to begin their life together. He really was good at telling it right up until the moment he realized he was actually in love with his childhood best friend Petra 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 which is how Daphne begins her new story stranded in a beautiful waning bay Michigan without friends or family but with a dream job as a children's librarian that barely pays the bills and proposing to be roommates with the only person who could possibly understand her predicaments Oh, Petra's ex, Miles Norwalk. <gasps> this is, um, oh shoot, I don't remember the book. It feels similar to it, though. Whatever that, there's probably a stupid book. Scruffy and chaotic with a penchant for taking solace in the sounds of heartbreak, love ballads, Miles is exactly the opposite of a practical buttoned-up Daphne, whose co-workers know so little about her they have a running bet that she's either FBI or in witness protection. The roommates mainly avoid one another until one day, while downing their sorrows, they form a tenorous friendship and a plan. If said plan also involves posting deliberately misleading photos of their summer adventures together, well, who could blame them? But it's all just for show, of course, because there's no way Daphne would actually start her new chapter by falling in love with her ex-fiance's new fiance's ex, right? God, that sounds like a whole hot mess. It feels like a fake dating. It feels like a forced proximity romance. This is definitely a forced proximity. If it's the no other choice to have this roommate. So funny story. <gasps> this could go well. Or, or terrible. Or this could go happy place. <laughs> <laughs> most anticipated to find out if we're gonna love it or hate it emily yeah. i really really hope this is a great book it sounds like it has it has it potential. Like a hot mess. <laughs> it's a hot mess right now it has potential to be good as long as they can communicate if they can communicate and there's good banter between them be okay i'm it. okay with it this does sound a little bit like um like the, the description of the daphne the description of the female main character sounds a little bit like um the main character from Book Lovers. Yes, it does. Buttoned up. She does a lot of, I will not lie, out of all of her books, she does a lot of buttoned up women. Yeah. Like business women. That's, okay. It's an odd trope, I feel like. But it's okay. 
That's fine. We'll we'll see how it goes, I as guess. As long as it's not wishy-washy, whatever her name was. And... I can't even remember her name. Who? What? What name? From Happy Place. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember I remember either. the guy's name, so it's weird. I don't remember. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> on to the next read. You're going to say the name. I'll read the summary whenever you're ready. Is it the thriller? Yeah. yeah we're on a thriller. We only have one romance. There's not a lot of romances that are coming out. Not going to lie. I think there was one by Allie uh, uh, Hazelwood. Allie Hazelwood. But I'm not, like, super excited. I'm not, like, over over the moon excited about it. So. But we're very excited for this one because we found out that we absolutely love this author from a book we read this year. Um, so... This one is coming out in June of 2024. and 18th. Is June 18th. June 18th, 2024, which I think is around the same time the other one released but yeah. this year. But um, it is The Middle of the Night by Riley Sager. So we read The Only One Left this summer, and we absolutely both fell in love yes. with it in his writing. So we're very excited. The writing was one. very fast-paced. It made me want to continuously reading, and the chapters did leave out a good cliffhanger to make you want to read the next chapter. Yeah, it was... It was very much true. It had the, like, what it says is its catch line is that it's like Lizzie Borden murders. Yeah. And it was. It was, like, that kind of suspense of, you know, this person killed their entire family and yada yeah. yada. It was, it was just It was book. a really good book. And the twist at the end. Holy Neither crap of us did I not see coming. that coming. <laughs> Which is impressive for us. I didn't even <laughs> think the, the person at the end, I didn't even think about them. And I was like, yeah. holy crap. I didn't even think back? they were a relevant character. Nope. So I'm very excited for and they were, like, the biggest character in the yeah, whole book. they were. It's crazy. I'm Jeez. very excited for Riley Sager's book. I also have the uh, House Across the Lake, I think, up there with Riley Sager. Yeah, you bought that one recently. Um, it's a paperback, but it's fine. Um, the summary for The Middle of the Night is... I don't... Someone's calling me, but I don't know why, so we're just going to close that up. <laughs> All right. In the latest jaw-dropping thriller from the New York Times bestselling author Riley Sega, a man must contend with the long-ago disappearance of his childhood best friend and the dark secrets lurking just behind the safe confines of his picture-perfect neighborhood. Now, Lakin's first reaction to this is, oh no, it's going to be Holly again. I said this is Holly-esque, the fact that it was like something dark between their like picture-perfect neighborhood. Yep. That sounded Holly-esque. And I'm not prepared for a, another eating cannibalism situation happening. Not going to lie. Not my favorite thing in the world. I don't think I'll ever be ready for that again. The, the problem with that book is not anything. Stephen King is a great writer. He obviously has 78 books now, I think. Oh and he <laughs> describes things in a way that when he was first describing stuff in Holly, I was like, oh, that sounds delicious. And then the end of the ingredient list was a body part. I was like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. No. Don't want food. That that book Good. was not a eat. You don't want to eat. You don't eat while book. reading that book. Especially don't eat a parfait. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, on to the rest of this description of the middle of the night. The worst thing to ever happen, Hamlock Circle, occurred in Ethan... Marsh's backyard. One July night, 10-year-old Ethan and his best friend and neighbor, Billy, fell asleep in a tent set up on a manicured lawn in a quiet, quaint New Jersey cul-de-sac. In the morning, Ethan woke up alone. During the night, someone had sliced the tent open with a knife and taken Billy. He was never seen again. Oh, okay. (laughs) Start off with kidnapping a 10-year-old. Great. 30 years later, Ethan has reluctantly returned to his childhood home. Plagued by bad dreams and insomnia, he begins to notice strange things happening in the middle of the night. 
Someone says to be roaming the cul-de-sac at odd hours, and signs of Billy's presence keep appearing in Ethan's backyard. Is someone playing a cruel prank, or has Billy long thought to be dead somehow returned to the hamlock circle? The mystery occurrences prompt Ethan to investigate what really happened that night, a quest that reunites him with former friends and neighbors and leads him into the woods that surround hamlock circle. Woods where Billy claimed ghosts roamed and where mysterious in- institution does uh that word is beyond me condenstein condenstein research of on a crumbling estate i don't know i don't know what you're looking at <laughs> it's c-l-a-n-d-e-s-t-i-n-e let me see it this is beyond me oh i don't even clandestine clandestine that's fine the closer hmm. ethan gets to the to oh. is there something else i can help with no siri siri shh thank you <laughs> she keeps butting it you're welcome <laughs> For those who could hear Siri, she's here. She's just being close. Now, the closer Ethan gets to the truth, the more he realizes there's no place, be it quiet forest or suburban street, is completely safe, and the past has a way of haunting the present. So, so, what the heck happened to Billy? I don't know. That sounds interesting. In the middle of the night. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I'm very excited to have him. What ha- That's, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think it's going to be canon. After hearing the rest of the you know, I'm very excited that it's hopefully if it, 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 Billy has to still be around, or hopefully, yeah. this I don't sounds know. a little bit like what happened with the only one left, though, where he kind of like hinted at possible ghosts. And we were like, halfway through the book, we were like, ghosts, ghosts, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yes. No, I feel like Riley's thing is really good at doing the Scooby Doo yeah, writing, that, that's and a good way that's why it. it makes it cozy. Yeah. A cozy thriller, and that's why when we did our last episode about cozy Christmas and reads, I had mentioned the only one left. The only one left because it is more of a cozy, like you could just sit down and read this murder mystery, like Clue, mm-hmm. because it's Scooby Doo esque. And I feel like also like it's not, it's not, it wasn't a high stake, like people are actively dying. Mm-hmm. It was a or tr- going into the past trying to find answers. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone actively was killed off. It wasn't like a slasher by any means. But it was, it was there was one character it was that good. was actively killed off, but it still happened before the book. Yeah, started. before she was the main character was there. Now the last book that we have on our list, we have one book left that we don't even know if it's releasing in twenty fourteen. Oh yeah, I was like, what's the fingers are crossed that it does, but we don't want to rush Rebecca. Yes, and by Rebecca we mean Yaros <laughs> for all those yeah. out there. Uh, the Iron Flame Imperial Imperial Imperial. Empyrean series, yeah. the next book in the fourth ring series. Yes. We're just gonna say the first book because, the third one. yeah, the it's third book. Been hinted, I think I saw somewhere maybe December twenty twenty four. Um, I'm not positive on that, and honestly, honestly, I'm kind of hoping it's not because I do not want this book to be rushed. I want it to be good. Yeah, I agree. So. I want it to be written well. I want answers, but I want her to take her time on coming it getting it out there yes. also the title of the book is tbd the release date's tbd so if it comes out it's going to be the most anticipated book if, yeah. of the year if she releases a release date it's going to be the most anticipated no matter what's out currently mm-hmm. it's just going to end up yeah. being on the top of the list and we're going to have a whole another midnight release going to get the book that was fun um so i'm excited to see if that happens because i need answers yeah we all need answers we all need answers <laughs> Because I've seen too many people being like, what What if Dane's the enemy to lovers? And I'm like, why? why? No. Stop. Stop <laughs> with those TikToks. Don't bring that. Don't put that in her mind. 
don't don't give her those ideas. Don't manifest this. We're not putting this into the universe. Because the writer hasn't finished writing. That means that there's no answers to their stories because their yeah. stories haven't been written. Yeah, the one good thing I do love about Sarah J. Mass is that she goes on, like, a social media ban whenever yeah. she's writing because she's like, I don't want to be influenced by these fan theories. <laughs> and I agree. I think I think writers need to have the story play out how they want it to play out versus being influenced by their fans. Yeah. As much as I don't want her to kill Zayden and kill Violet and kill all of them, if she decides to, I want it to be her choice. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want her to do it to despite what the fans want, but I want it to be her choice. Yeah. Um, even though I'm like, oh, DNF the book if she kills Taryn, but I feel like I don't know. That would be. <laughs> be too I'm crazy. gonna still want to know what happens. I'm not gonna lie to myself. Yeah. As and much it, as I want a DNF, and I'll be like, Frick. the book would get thrown. It would get thrown. It would get. Oh, I didn't tell you, but me and Caleb finished rewatching the Hunger Games series, and yeah. I told Caleb because we watched the last Mockingjay book. If, if you've read Mockingjay, which obviously your book, where you're listening to a book podcast, Hunger Games is like base storyline for every middle schooler in the world. I feel you're forced like you've to read either, it. In middle you've school. either read it or you have watched the movies yeah. at this point if you have an interest. But in it. I had to watch Mockingjay, the second part, and I told Kayla, I was like, I'm going to cry. He goes, No, you've had, you know what's going to happen. You're going to be fine. I was like, I'm going to cry. And then Finnick screamed for Katniss and it she said Nightlock. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I was bawling in the living room. I was crying. He goes, how does this affect you so much? I'm because I'm like, your brain can't tell that it's not a real person. Okay. I, I saw that, that your brain cannot differentiate what you're feeling for a fictional character and like a real person. They're, it's real. It's the same thing. Brain. So it's like, we're actually green. And Finnick was my favorite. He was my childhood crush and Finnick deserved so much better. Finnick was great. The way he died in those books was I understand why the writer did it. It was a flashback on what Katniss had to do with the first games to Kato when he was getting killed by the mutts and she mercy killed him. Yeah. She had to mercy kill Finnick. And I get it. I understand. I freaking hate it. As painful (laughs) as it is, it was a, it was a, you know, an explainable death in the storyline. Yeah. I hate when authors just unnecessarily start killing off people to be like, oh, you know, like, better watch out. I feel like that happened a little bit in the last crazy book. Because yeah. so many people died, and I was like, well, now I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm Now not... everyone's dead, okay. <laughs> I'm not happy about... I don't know why. Finnick, Finnick and Liam are the two worst deaths yeah. I've ever read, period. I think I still have one that tops it all for me. And it's this one? Um, it, it's not that book specifically, but, this series. but it is one of her books. Yeah, Lord yeah. of Shadows, there was a death in it. I literally threw the book. It's the hardest I've ever thrown a book. Literally across the room. Not even thrown it down. It was across the room. Yeah. Wrecked me. I can't. There's, and book readers know, there's only a certain deaths that make you, if Mechie dies, I told you. Yeah. If Mechie passes away. It's very possible. I know. <laughs> I'm scared. I know. <laughs> Poor Mechie's almost died like three times already so far in this And I'm like, they can't kill Mechie. They've saved him so many times at this point. Just leave him alone. (laughs) All right. So that is our TBR for 2024. Leaving on a not-so-fun note, but that's all right. Uh, If you have any book recommendations that you're looking forward to for the year 2024 that you you think we should add to our TBR that you want to see us talk about, um, let us know. Comment below. I think we've hit everything that we have. Yeah. All of our... All of our stuff on our list. Um, we were going to briefly mention a little bit of what we're changing. Yes. 
Um, so moving forward, I know we've been doing a lot of book reviews, deep dive book episodes. We want to change the podcast a little bit to be more inclusive. We don't want to take away that aspect because that's why we started this as to be like an online book club. So you guys could know what we're releasing and you could read along mm-hmm. with us and then join in when we talk about the book. We still want to do that, but we also want to do more book recommendations, more TBRs, more um, more discussion discussions over fantasy, over general things, romance, mm-hmm. novels. We want to do a little bit more um, talkative discussions that are funner to listen to where you don't have to read a book to listen to the podcast. So you guys have more time to read. Yeah. So we might be changing the way we post our Instagram to giving a sneak peek of a book that we're reading for that month ahead of time. So we can be like, join us reading this book. Yeah. We'll discuss on this day. And then you guys are able to watch that podcast with us. So it gives you time to read and you're not forcing. And it also gives us the ability to read our never-ending personal TBRs. <laughs> yes. Because you guys have met Lakin. I don't know if you know this, but she uh, recommends books a lot. And yeah. that means I have a lot of my TBR on top of my TBR. And I do the same to her. So we end up with this never-ending list. And then we also have books that we want to read for the podcast and talk about. Mm-hmm. Like the new Crescent City book, the new Iron Flame. Then we have Starbringer. And these are books that we are excited to talk about with the community of book readers readers because they're popular books we all want to talk about them but we also want to be more inclusive and be a little bit more friendly to newcomers of reading like what would we read if we were new readers or what would we do or how much would we pay to reread fourth ring for the first time like these kind of books (laughs) ideas for episodes so it's going to change up a little bit where we're doing more of these 30 minute episodes that are a little bit more chatty versus um deep diving into a book yeah um we understand that not everybody can read like a book a week so (laughs) yes and like I know there's booktubers out there that are like I read 10 books this week and I'm like dude dude that's your job that's That's... all you're doing yeah others have nine to five jobs I personally have nine to five job and Lakin is a full-time mom of two little ones that are both under the age of two so (laughs) that is a whole thing on its own that's more demanding than my nine to five job time on top a, of other things our time is very few and far between yes so as so, most people have it i don't feel like most normal people can read that much unless no. you're reading audiobooks if you're like listening to an audiobook it's much easier it. but then you can do it while you're doing stuff it's still a lot in a lot of time consumption and we just want to be more inclusive for everybody we still want to do our deep dives we're still going to do that on some yeah. books just not as many in one month Yeah, we're probably (laughs) going to be doing two books a month or one book a month and then doing a little bit more chatty episodes, which we're both super excited about doing more chatty episodes. As you can see, that's what we're currently doing. (laughs) So um, in January, we're going to release our end of year wrap up. You're going to see this is our TBR episode. We're going to have a little bit more fun chatty episodes. And I'm very excited to see the podcast move in that direction so we can be more of a place for people to kind of get more recommendations and just hear uh... more about book content. What's the word? I can't remember. It just floated out of my mind. More interactive. That's it. Interactive. interactive I like the flutter, though. That made me happy. (laughs) I don't know. That's what happened to my thoughts. I think we. it's just going to be a little bit more of different content versus the same old, we're releasing Holly by Stephen King. We're releasing Happy Place by Emily Henry. It's less book book, but more open content yes to be we're more hoping inclusive. to be more community-based and less into the just the deep dive of the books which also 
we want you to read the books and we don't want to spoil everything. So it's really hard to talk about a book without spoiling everything. Yes. And we want to give you guys time to read it. So that is the new plan. You'll see more of that coming into the new year. If you have any suggestions of episodes or things that you want to see us talk about, comment below, let us know, or DM us on Instagram. But I think that's everything for this episode today. That's everything so thank you all for listening. We're going to go over the normal outro of don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and hit that notification button. We post our podcasts on Monday at 10 a.m. Goes live on all the podcast platforms first, and then it takes a little bit of a hot second for it to get up on YouTube, but it does end up on YouTube as well for those who want to see us. And for more of hard of hearing, we do have subtitles so you can read along instead of listen just to be a little bit more accessible to all of our listeners and readers. Yes. So that's all I've got. Like, do you have anything you want to say? Nope. Just everybody have a happy holiday season. And this year closes out. Have a good new year as well. If you don't listen to any of our other episodes. Farewell.